Hello and welcome to Masters of Adam the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are joined all the way from Los Angeles where it is the morning by uh, comedian John Hastings. How are you doing? Hello, everyone. Yes, you're. Co- I'm coming at you live from the city where the exterior of Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's apartment lives. That's right. Not a New mm. York apartment. It's in Koreatown in Los Angeles. I used to walk by it all the time when I lived in that neighborhood. That's right. You've all been scammed. Yep. Korean Seinfeld. There's an idea. Oh, my God. It's exactly the same, except uh, one of the neighbors can't get in because they're in North Korea. I don't know enough about mm. South Korea. <laughs> they have to really respect uh, yeah. the Costanzas because they're older. Yeah. So Elaine whenever gets, they come around, they're like, of course, you can have anything you want. Elaine gets plastic surgery and it's socially acceptable, if not encouraged. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Kramer manages a K-pop group and that ends in tragedy as it inevitably would. Yeah. I could really see Kramer managing a boy band. Oh, man. Do you uh, do you I assume you guys follow some of the like Seinfeld fanfic snarky elder millennial social media accounts that are always like pumping out future plot lines and they're all the yeah. best it's the best show to do that for because it's like mm. yeah uh jerry um jerry decides to become a blackberry guy uh uh george becomes obsessed with the fact that he's a meme uh elaine can't figure out instagram kramer joins the proud boys like it's all just very exciting stuff yeah 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 quite agree um yeah i there was there was a good tweet the other day where it was like um uh like george george and jerry storyline is being like mad or like trying to get some new item on the mcdonald's menu that like isn't available and they're driving to different mcdonald's just to try and get it and then it's like kramer subplot and it was just a picture of grimace in a rifle crosshairs <laughs> 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 i was like yeah that does capture the vibe of the show it is a, a very interesting because we're talking about the beginning of season nine, which is a real shit. I'm a big fucking Seinfeld guy because I was a kid in the 90s. So this show is mm. just like now, you know, that now that you know, your parents are letting you drink coffee is that you're wearing, you're watching Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> but the thing with this episode is this is the long, this is the real like midway point of a real departure for the show. Larry David is gone. Jerry Seinfeld's running the show and he's basically turned mm. it into a weird version of a Three Stooges cartoon slash. <laughs> it's just it's always sunny in philadelphia but like a 90s network version of so they can't look be i'm on- a i'm a i'm a great defender of season nine some of my in fact Love it. in fact two of my favorite episodes of, from the entire show are in season nine which i'm looking forward to doing mm. but it, it, it is it is a depart it is it like it is it is a, it is a departure kind of tonally and it does mm. get and it does get a lot more um a lot. It does get a lot more, a lot more surreal. But I think it carries it. I think by this point, you're so familiar with the characters that it's fine. It works so well, and the fact that listen, Jerry Seinfeld is probably a dick. Like there's, uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb. <laughs> Definitely an asshole. But oh, he yeah. <laughs> brilliantly called it. Of went, we can get two seasons out of me heightening these characters and really making this reality insane. But if they had done a tenth season, they would have Game of Thrones themselves, and no one would care anymore. But everyone. Like people are still like, maybe they're gonna reshoot the finale. That's not gonna be good, guys. It's not gonna mm. be good. Don't we? Don't go back. <laughs> yeah, and we have the, and we have the the curb reunion season. That's the reunion. You don't need another one. I also, mm. I also don't care for that reunion. I felt, uh, 
just, I, I feel like he, I feel like he was pressured into doing it. I just don't feel like Larry David wanted to participate at all. But that's just me. That's my vibe. I don't think Larry David wants to do anything that he doesn't specifically want to do at that moment, though. He's like a cat. Now you're telling me we've got to have a reunion? Why? (laughs) I completely agree with that. I also want to know what's going on because you know that his wife on Curb Your Enthusiasm is married to noted no-no vaccine boy Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I would pay Mm. a lot of money to just be a bug on the wall of Larry David reacting to that. Wait, wait, he doesn't like the vaccine, but we... I went to a party at his house. I shook his hand. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a picture of him in the same room as Robert F. Kennedy? I certainly because have. He can't, because he can't control his face. So he's like, he's very visibly like looking, looking at Kennedy like, I don't want that. Oh, RFK <laughs> Jr. is convinced that both JFK and RFK Sr. were actually got by the vaccine. I, oh That's, my god! Is that it? yeah? I wouldn't be yeah. They may made his head do that. I may. I hate, here's why I hate Robert F. Kennedy more than anything is because and I just almost started doing an impression of him. I I'm going to clip doing the episode impre- preview there. That's going to be just yeah, you please. out of context saying this is why I hate Robert F. Kennedy. Here's what I hate about him is you can't do a fun impression of him because he says such radioactive piss bullshit. But because he has a disability, I feel really bad mocking him and it's all i want to do is just do his voice because it's a such an easy impression to do b would hurt his feelings c i want to do that i think you'll find that what he has is a vaccine injury oh Mm. actually technically he's gone back on that and said it's not a vaccine injury it was caused by something else but the stress of his fight makes it worse oh my god i was i was Mm. i was joking i thought it was something something else Here's the problem with all the anti-vax people is they're all so emo now. Like they're all, no, you don't understand. It's a sacrament. Like it's all, here's the problem is in the middle of it, they got all the yoga people. They started listening to the yoga Mm. people. What's the rule on this podcast? Don't do that. I feel like I'm monopolizing everything. Someone shave me with butter. (laughs) Do not listen to the yoga people ever. What does RFK have a disability? I didn't know about this. Yeah. He has a Kennedy. Yeah, he's a Kennedy. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone wants to make his head full of holes. He's uh, Irish. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. like what if what if he has that self collapsing head? Mm. What if it, what if that runs in the family? Think what on. The, oh my god, that would be so fucking weird if it just turns out they have a weird <laughs> Irish genetic anomaly where their heads just implode and it's just badly timed. Like yeah. yeah. The, How'd the, you the shoot big, him? Like, the I, big Irish head, like a neutron yeah. star. I, oh my I, god, I, I didn't see it. No, the, the the gun the gun never went off. His head just. It yeah. just did that. <laughs> the CIA, like, CIA guys, like, we gave him a carcano, loaded him with blanks. Our yeah. guy with the actual gun hadn't even got there yet. Yeah, we were pranking Lee. This was a prank <laughs> on Lee. What are we doing? <laughs> Di- Diana died the same way. That's right. Yeah. 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 Her big giant head exploded. <laughs> That's right. They had to cover uh, it up with a car accident. I had, uh, I had inertia explained to me using the Princess Diana accident, and it really helps keep make you aware of how inertia works which was Mm. if you don't know how inertia works think of princess diana was traveling in a car that was going very fast that car stopped but because she wasn't wearing anything that prevented her from moving forward the energy went within her and that's the simple principles of inertia and also really makes that whole incident so much more gory Mm. yeah yeah sort of grim to think about like that yeah but wasn't she was she was found on the back seat of the car wasn't she um 
I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to become know. a princess I Diana Tree. I didn't I'm gonna, read, I, read into it with that, that much detail, I don't think. We did an episode of a different podcast about Princess about Prince Harry's book, um, which I listened to all on audiobook while driving, which really added a sort of a frisson to it. Um, and he was talking about how like weirdly serene the, the crime scene photos are. Um, oh my god! What the fuck? Is, like Prince Harry in his burn book to get his brother. Well, uh, then I was at Eton, and I was probably a stupid asshole and very mean. And then my mum died, and she looked really good in the photos where she's dead. And you're like, okay, all it right. Would be, it would be sick if they're on like the glossy pages that are like stapled into the book. You know, there's just like one of dead Princess Diana. I guarantee that he like there is no way he didn't think that was weird. Like he kept like a bunch of her hair in a jar and was just like, oh, this is my room. Hmm. Uh, that's where I sleep. It's the bed. Obviously, next to a mason jar filled with my dead mom's hair. She's Princess Diane. I smell the hair. OK, yeah, moving on. Classic. Yeah. Don't get don't get that confused with the angel hair spaghetti. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and over here is just some other random hair from women I've slept with that I've kept in a jar. Your hair will go in that. Not with my mom's hair in a different jar, of course. Is that's how the vibe right. I just feel? They're, you should be so they lucky. They are very clearly labeled just to avoid any mis- any mix-ups. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you got to right. la- you got to label your your hair jars. Like that's like that's, that's the first thing they teach you at Eton. Um, Phoebe from your mouth to God's ears. Here's my first thing I want to say. The royal family does not strike me as label maker people. They do strike me as a peach- piece of scotch tape information written on it. That's which is weird because they're very mm. wealthy, but they don't strike me as people that have a label maker. I reg- I mm. regret to inform you, I am I am a piece of tape with writing on it. Person, I, that's I great. That's a label maker, yeah, but I love yeah, yeah. labeling things. Oh, of course, having it having a label maker is quite North America coded. I think um, oh, you do you do see them here, but they're not as common. I think that's very true. It's a very I live in California. It's a very California thing because California, mm. you live within your home. You don't live in the city, so like. People really get into the minutia of organizing their shit. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, isn't there a, isn't there a Seinfeld episode to do with a label maker? I'm yeah, now going back in my role regifting the label maker. Yeah, yeah. the label maker. It's uh, yeah. I believe that Newman ends up at the Super Bowl with Watley. No, with Jerry. Jerry and, and Newman end up watching the Super Bowl while uh, Watley and Elaine have some sort of romantic getaway, theoretically. Yeah. Mm. That's right. There you go. You, this is Seinfeld well, Hafiz, John Hastings. You have it. a label maker in the office. Do you not remember the last time I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last when time did, I got but, my hands on the label you know, maker, you know I put who my that label maker. I put my Nate. name. I put my the name. The most on North American man I know. My bottle. <laughs> Who? Who's the most it's North American man you know? It's Phoebe. Uh, Nay, actually, I don't know if I can award him that title, but he is—he is from Indiana, so that's. It's oh, pretty good. North American. That's pretty American. That's, pretty that's really American. American. Like, here's the thing with America, too, is you forget just how fucking American Americans are, too. Like, especially you get to Indiana, you're like, fuck me. That's just an a photo of an eagle being used to sell pools. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Oh, and a photo of Jesus, too. Oh, uh, just next yeah, to each baby. Jesus shaking hands with an eagle. And it's like, buy this pool. Hello. I mean, in all That's- fairness, you're probably not going to see that at Nate's house. No, 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 no. He keeps that in the storage unit. Um, For a brief so- time in COVID, there was a billboard on the highway that said evolution is bed, call God and a phone number, which is clearly they they misspelled bad. And that, wow. he gave that out his phone never number. stops That's crazy. being the best. That they were like, this is perfect. Evolution is bad, B-E-D. We did it. Then you're like, mm. guys, maybe if you'd evolved. <laughs> yeah. Call God. 
There you go. Maybe maybe they're doing that thing scammers try and do where they're making the ad as stupid as possible to ensure that the people who phone God will be very vulnerable to manipulation. Oh, fuck. I always assumed they were doing that, but now that I hear that said out loud, that's so much more depressing that they're like, oh, yeah, of course you go for yeah. the idiots. You don't want to that, That's why the emails are so ba- implausible and badly written because they, they want to make sure the only people replying are real idiots. Fuck. Um, I just thought they yeah. were just they were just they were just bad at their jobs because they were scammers, mm. not the much more logical way they're trying mm. to attract yeah. people. I just thought they wanted to help me enlarge my pathrinus. Yeah, exactly. I just thought that this Nigerian uh, prince needed help from me, a man with no savings account. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's precisely why he does need you. Of course. Yeah. It's well, more it's I, all the more plausible. Obviously only the dumb people are gonna are gonna call a number because like God is God is on the facts. God is a fax machine true believer. Mm. Yeah, anyone yeah. smart. He's like Antonio Banderas. To, you need to fax him. Um, he's like he's like the NHS. He's still still the only one who is still using faxes. Oh my god! Mm. Yeah, Imagine. and Antonio Banderas, <laughs> and David Crosby. David Crosby also was a hu- apparently a huge fax addict. Isn't that a fun? I love yeah. fun weird celebrity facts. Apparently, yeah, he like he he was on fax like, and they were like, you know, there's an email, and he's like, no, nah, this is better. Prints it for you. Fax, fax. <laughs> there you go. Spitting straight facts. Yeah, fuck me. Um, Getting a digital fax where it like comes up on a little tablet next to the machine. Beautiful. Oh my um, God, I remember those. Oh yeah. Do you also remember the weird nexus point where they were trying to keep faxing going during like when the internet was just, you could just attach it and they're like, no, no, this way you don't need to use a printer. Yeah. What a nightmare. It's um, FIFA still insists on faxes of all, of all yeah, football Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which they, is mad. Those so like fax the only deserve the football all the they are being caught doing. If they're still using faxes to what a bunch well who taught them how to be oh fifa are the the worst cunts going i have to say they are truly like uh it's it's actually unbelievable the amount of that goes on at that organization however that is outside the purview of this podcast <laughs> for now um uh Wait so the we, Rican we, Day episode go ahead oh yeah we are talking about season nine episode one the butter shave um and what an exciting episode it was. Oh, 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 oh. So this episode was uh, first broadcast on the 25th mm-hmm. of September, 1997. Okay. And, uh, on, and on this day in 1997, uh, uh, three, th- three things happened of note. The first is uh, American sportcaster Marv Albert uh, <gasps> gets a plea bargain in his sexual assault case. So more on that, more on that later. Um, Britain's Andy Green sets jet-powered car record, 714 miles an hour. Seems pretty fast. Mm. And uh, the medical drama ER is performed live on TV. That ER live live episode, you you be condescending. That was the fucking shit. People were losing their mind that they did that. Like, it was on the news that they were reporting on people watching ER live. Well, before that, people didn't know that doctors were real. Oh yeah, yeah, no. They uh, there was a whole thought. They're like, "Oh my god, we got to find this hospital. I want to. I want George, this doctor George Clooney to save me and then to fuck me." <laughs> to do a drama show live on air is is quite impressive. I mean, does it really add anything to the viewing experience? I would think probably not. As a technical achievement, pretty good. Like yeah, completely. And it's also it was this weird time where like you wanted you were gonna do something anyway, but you wanted like a zhuzhed up reason to do it. This is like two years later from this to combat Survivor. They just made the Friends episodes longer and people were like, they did it. And Friends went back to beating Survivor. Like it was just a weird time in media where like 
you could kind of fix your problems. Like, um, Jerry wears a hat now. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Jared, hat week. <laughs> so good. I like the idea of hat week. Yeah. There's a Larry David refused to do it, but you can find like must see TV. So there was a block of two hours of television that Seinfeld was a part of that like everyone fucking watched. And they would do theme nights like blackout night. There's a like episode where every show has a blackout in it, except for Seinfeld, because Larry David, quote unquote, refused to participate. Like, I will walk off the show. Fuck you. We're not doing a blackout. Yes. Didn't, didn't I read somewhere that he um that he was constantly being offered a uh, friends crossover episode and he just kept refusing. I, I I've never heard that, but of course he was. Like he'd I be like, no. It, I th- it was it was either Larry David or Larry Charles. It's definitely it was one it was one of the involved. Larry Larry's. doesn't share air. <laughs> and then they yeah. and and then and then like they eventually were just like okay fine fine we'll do it but we've got to we've got to be allowed to kill off one of your characters and like we get to pick and then <laughs> and so the friends production team said no we're not we're not going to do that. Mm. That's so fun. I got to tell you, there's nothing better than like, like angry asshole in show business gets enough power to really be the angry asshole we always wanted him to be. And Larry David mm. is that, which is, it's all, I'm always on his side. It's always done for justice. And it's always done in a way where it's like, oh, that would annoy the fuck out of them. Good for you, Lair. <laughs> yeah. Let's get in their ass. Sabotaging the hit show friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Something which we can all agree, exactly as it should be. Um, So in this episode, uh, we start off with uh, George, Jerry, and Kramer have grown mustaches, but they agree it was a bad idea. It it is giving kind of um, Kramer and George a sort of, uh, rather Jerry and George a kind of like Super Mario and Luigi affect. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they agree they're going to shave them off. Um, And this is when Kramer reveals his penchant for the, the butter shave. Also, you, you uh, also, Costanza is asking what the Netherlands are, and then what's Holland. Good question. And then who are the Dutch? Which is a question we ask on this show every week. Mm. They do have too many demonyms. That's mm. what I'll say. Oh, yeah, what a fascinating complaint. Yeah, because because Holland is technically it's it's a metonym for the Netherlands because Holland is actually an area of the Netherlands, but which is commonly used to refer to the whole thing. Shut yeah. the front door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Holland is like the part of the Netherlands where like Amsterdam is. Um, of course it is. So it would be like if you called all of America California. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, uh, people kind of do this with calling like the UK England. This is like a common, I guess that would be analogous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, D- Dutch people vary with how much they like it depending on how much they're from Amsterdam. I think referring to the whole thing as Holland <laughs> to the extent to the extent to which they are from Amsterdam. I mm. learned a good a, a good piece of Dutch information today. Oh yeah. Um the 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 Dutch some time ago had a prince called William the Silent, who right. was the first ever uh, world leader to be assassinated with a gun. Wow. Good. Yeah, it fucking shut him up, didn't it? It, it uh, really shut him up. And then the guy who shot him had this whole like brilliant escape plan, uh, which was that he was that he'd like tied a like inflated pig's bladder around his waist and he was going to like jump into this like moat and like swim across right. and not sink because he mm-hmm. had this pig's bladder where there was a horse waiting. But as he was approaching the moat, he tripped over a, like a rubbish pile. 
course, classic. And was caught and was then horribly, horribly tortured and, and publicly executed. And there is mm. quite a funny bit because I slightly stupidly decided to read a detailed account of this, of the, of the horrible torture. Right. Yeah, sure. But there's one. How bit did which, he look in the pictures? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty grim. Pretty fucking grim. Not, mm. not at all. Not at all like Diana. Really, like not, not in like because like the, the last bit of this particularly like grim form of execution was like taking someone's heart out and then throwing it at them, which is. Which oh is, my god! It's, it's like that's fucking that's that's fucking. It's quite childish. That. No, it's very childish. It's very, and it's it's pretty it's pretty gnarly as well. But yeah, take that. One of the one of the things that they did to torture him was that there was this torture where they would like kind of do, do it like they do a kind of like bunch of whipping so you'd have like kind of wounds and sores all over you mm-hmm. and then they would put honey Classic. on you and bring in a goat mm-hmm. to lick the honey off because oh my goats God. have rough tongues and that's gonna like really fucking smart in these in these <laughs> like torture wounds but with no this, not the goat not the goat not the but with this guy, the goat that they brought in turned out to be like a really fussy goat and <laughs> refused mm. to lick him. The goat the goat wouldn't be complicit in torture. The goat just being like meh, meh. The I goat was sh- like, I don't care what you offer me. I have such respect for goats as a species and this goat in particular that he was just like, this I eat trash, goat. but I'm not disgusting, you fucks. Yeah. Like, mm. don't don't drag me into into yeah. your political arrangements. This has nothing to do with me. I don't care that he shot a prince. Uh, have you noticed I have little wispy beard chin hairs? That gives me wisdom. Have you noticed I have curly mm. horns? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fun. Exactly. I also um. would like to say this about this episode, which I don't think gets enough play, which is it is also an evolution in one of the favorite of one of my favorite Seinfeld subcategories, which is mm-hmm. George's jobs. Yeah. George gets, I feel, oh, his best yeah, job yeah, of the yeah. series. That's right. Even better than working at the Yankees, working for Play Now. Yeah. Yeah. What is Play Now? As I understand it, they make. Um, they make playground they make, equipment. They make playground equipment. And um, okay, George, in this episode, uh, hurts himself by slipping on some butter, I believe that's correct, uh, from the mm. butter shave and yeah. fakes being disabled. Hence, this, this is the beginning of. The Seinfeld's "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" ing because mm-hmm. that's mm. they wouldn't have done that two years ago, but it's a great plot line. Love it. Yeah, it is, it is a great pl- plot line, and also I think it it does uh, it does lead to one of one of Costanza's best lines, which is that that he has always been he has always been in some way disabled. Is that is there is there mm. anything which is suggesting to you that I am living? That I am living life in any kind of like advanced or advantaged way. <laughs> I, I love that line. I also think that this is a great moment of this is the perfect. This is the closing of the door of evolving George from weird loser to evil loser, which is the better version in the same way that Homer Simpson stopped being good when he went from evil, stupid man to now just dumb, stupid man. Yeah, not as funny. Evil is so mm. much funnier. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so basically, yeah, George, George, he has this hangover injury from the summer of George. He then, he then, so he gets a job at this company. They think he's disabled. He's using a cane on one side. He then slips on butter, sprains his other ankle, and so he's using the cane on the other side, which causes his boss to assume that he's actually losing the use of both legs. And so he gets given a rascal, oh, uh, and- what we would call a mobility scooter. 
And also what's crazy is like these were they, these had just come out at the time and this was everyone's obsession. Like the whole thing was at grocery stores. And I remember friends of mine trying to do this because I was friends with vandals. Mm. You would wait for an old mm. person to get out of their mobility scooter and then you try and jump on it and ride it for a bit, which is so looking back being like, what the fuck were we doing? But yeah, something that people mm. would try and do in grocery stores. I don't know. if it was Awesome. And you wouldn't get away very fast. No, that was the whole thing. It's also like, they'll know it was you. They'll see you going away at a brisk 2K an hour. Yeah. Yeah, these days, they've, I feel like they've gotten a lot nippier. Um, you know, the mobility scooter, it's gotten souped up. I think because now it also has a younger clientele. Completely, yeah. Because I think people also realize that you can just buy one. Also, we now, also we're just mm. way more acceptable with people driving essentially motorcycles with no engine noise. Like the amount of e-bikes mm. in the city of London is a absolute war crime at this point. Those are people just unlicensed driving a motorcycle. Yeah, and they're always the the worst riders as well. Like the the people on the e-bikes is like you know they're the cyclists you need to be the most worried about. They're always the ones just like riding out of an alleyway straight in front of traffic for like with no indication. Oh my god. Um I used to live in uh, North London, there. and there's a great kebab shop, just an absolute lunatic. And this guy was having a lot mm. of problems with uh, Uber Eats drivers and Deliveroo drivers, like going e-bikes on his sidewalk. And um, uh, to prevent that, what he'd do is he would stand in front with one of those giant kebab knives and literally swing at the drivers if they came close to his shop on an e-bike. And it was just one of those things where it's like, I can't believe I'm just watching a man just full attempted murdering people. But also, I'm like, mm. yeah, this is this. They got to know, and mm. they're going to learn. Did you used, to, did you used to live in Green Lanes? I used to live very close to Green Lanes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I think I know exactly yeah. who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> this yeah. is the, the best the, part the, about London. If the you Ottoman Empire outpost. Pardon me, Milo, so what did you say? The Ottoman Empire's outpost. That's he a goddamn right. The, yeah, they don't the trap of Green Lanes. Yeah. They've got, listen, Gallipoli may have fallen in 1916. But not on fucking green lanes, it fucking hasn't, my friends. They're still bringing in heroin. They're still weirdly spicing everything with that odd green leaf mm. that isn't um, fucking time. I never know what it is, but so flavorful. Mm. That's what I want to say. I, I don't think Gallipoli did fall, you know. I don't actually think it did either. I think, I actually, think, I think, I think us and the Australians attacked it unsuccessfully. Um, oh, and also, I think there was also a round of the Irish also t- attacking it unsuccessfully. Listen, oh, yeah, actually, know, no, to be fair to the Irish, first, first wave. I think Were the they first um, wave? Yeah, the Dubliners. They almost all got killed. The thing is with the Australians, enough of them survived to complain about it later. Whereas (laughs) the Dublin, the Dublin regiment was almost entirely wiped out. So it was sort of, um, and I think also the you know, the British had done so much to murder the Irish over the years that it really didn't make the top ten. That's a great point. Yeah, and it's also like it was like organized and part of a war. It wasn't just them coming to the houses and killing a bunch of people. They're like, yeah, 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 we're sprucing it up. That's such. Which understandably they were more annoyed about. uh, you know, you'd hope. Can I just say this yeah. is what sums up the British Empire right here? The reason why we had <laughs> to make not a line a, I thought we'd get to. <laughs> I, I assume that happens every episode. Mm-hmm. Here's this is the British Empire in a sentence. We will make amends for that because unfortunately enough people are alive to remember that we did that. That's exact. That's the entire British Empire right there. The Gallipoli was a massacre for no reason, and the only reason it's acknowledged is. Enough Australians swam back to the boat that Winston Churchill was like, oh, well, I guess we have to apologize. I wouldn't have gotten shot. You know what I mean? Personally. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, the 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 commander at Gallipoli uh, got shot nine times before eventually dying because he he had been previously stationed in Turkey during the Armenian genocide and had like uh, allegedly he had stopped some kind of like massacre of Armenians single handedly, oh. but he'd claimed to have such a lifelong love of the Turk that. He would. He refused to use uh, his service weapon when attacking the beach at Gallipoli, and only used his walking stick. But this wasn't like a pacifist thing. He wasn't like uh, not like not attacking the Turks. He was attacking them, but only using his walking stick. I okay. This is the thing. Normal I guy. Sp- I love sports and war history because it de- mm. it removes any sort of notion that these people were cool or intelligent. They're just all fucking crazy. Like. What are you, yeah. you're storming the Ottoman Empire at like the height of World War fucking what? They've got like Gatling guns and you're like, <laughs> uh, well, I think it'll find that I spend enough time around the church that they will not strike me with a bullet or a shell from a mortar. Now, fetch me that my was a nailed stick. on Colonel Doughty Wiley, I have yeah. to say. I just think you'll find that I've had enough gin and I hate my wife, so nothing's going to affect us today, boys. Yeah, it's just fuck off. I'm a wickedness for Christ's sake. Why would I use a revolver like a bloody Etonian? Come now. Now, here's the thing you must remember is we're white and they're brown, so uh, victory will be ours, chaps. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, this is, this is, this is all uncanny. Now, well, listen, I lived in England for six years, and there's a certain type of person you get to know over there, and you kind of just go like, oh, I see how the world is the way it is, actually. <laughs> N- not, not on green lanes, though, surely. Not on green lanes, but you just, <laughs> no. listen... We're gonna get to Kenny Banny in a second. The, the, there's yeah, a yeah, yeah. there's a subgenre of comedy type in that the UK and US both have Kenny Banya vibes, but the UK has the second special spice, which I like to call posh banyas, which it was always my my thought in my head when oh, I was yeah. in the UK. Is you have a subsection of guys like Kenny Banny in this episode is getting excel uh, um, getting advantages because he's following Jerry. And mm-hmm. then there's posh mm. baddies in the UK that are getting advantages because they're following their father's money is usually how that works. Got him, yeah. John. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with yeah. you on the, on the analogy. A lot of banyas in, in British life. So, um, meanwhile, yeah, Kramer has gotten really obsessed with the butter shave to the point where he's taken to buttering up his old body. And then he goes sunbathing on the, on the roof, gets very burnt. And Kramer mistakes the smell of Kramer's cooking torso for some kind of delicious meal. Just a uh, Newman. Uh, Newman. Newman, uh, sorry. Yeah. Kramer does not become obsessed with eating himself, funnily enough. No. Yes, Newman. You're quite right. Which, I'm going to say this. Best is, is, Newman it's, it's, episode it's, it's, ever. It's a little, it's a little dark mm. as well. Because uh, completely. It they're, also- they're, they're, they're really, really drilling into the if mm. you cook human meat enough, then it's going to taste, then it's going to smell pretty good. If you season it. What I also like is it takes Newman almost no time to be totally fine with cannibalism, which again, I just, I love Newman. I think it's the funniest character. I love that Jerry, that they've captured that. Do you have this? If you ever lived in a block of flats and you have like one neighbor, you're just kind of like this fucking guy. They capture that Mm. so perfectly and then just make it a bit bigger. And it's just, oh, I love it. I love it so much. I love that Newman wants to eat Kramer. I love it that he gets him to hold parsley at one point. It's fantastic. What is this parsley? Yeah, we gotta we gotta dress Kramer appropriately. Gotta get a good good rub going, a nice crust. Um, I feel like Kramer is like he doesn't look like he would taste good. You know, like if you were gonna start off in cannibalism, I don't think Kramer would be uh, your go to. I feel like. 
I, I feel like if you start, if like, if you're really new to cannibalism, I feel like there's sure. still like quite a lot of shame and self-hatred in it. So you might, you might go mm. for the less good looking meat because the you still want to feel disgusting about it. Right. I just don't mm. think this meat would taste very good because of all the cigar smoke. Like, I feel like it would be very like, it would be mm. very, um, or maybe it is Iceland style meat. Mm. You know what I mean? You ever get, you ever defrost oh. chicken finger, chicken tenders from Iceland, that kind of you're like. Mm, what a meat product. I really wasn't taste. expecting you to make an Iceland reference. What a Bro. what a delightful. Yeah, I bring really it. Did live here for for a while. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, that's by, true. by the way, the Iceland I'm spe- uh, I'm referring to is on Wood Green. I'm going to close this door because my girlfriend's about to walk in, and if she hears us okay, talking about enough. Iceland and Jerry Seinfeld, well, she'll want to join in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel as though, um, you know, as a as a as a Canadian living in London, Iceland is not a place you should be going. I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. Iceland's not a place I've ever been. I disagree entirely, and here's why. Sometimes okay. you want to be back home. Nothing says home like cold, cold food. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Ready meals. I, uh, yeah, Iceland has a weird like uncanny valley, or like the idea of a supermarket where everything is frozen is just so crazy. It's. It, it's a real 90s idea that somehow has survived in the UK because it's like, mm. this this is where you go for all your frozen fruit, your shrimp rings, you're the face of a cow. And then I was like, I don't want any of that. And he's like, okay. And it just didn't go out of business somehow. That's why I can't figure mm. out. It's like, it's what still here. What about watered down vodka? We also have that. Oh my God, I forgot about all the boozes. I, I always like the little uh, or the Aldi on brown booze. Aldi? Oh, yeah. Little and Aldi booze is good. Iceland booze, very bad. I've never had an Iceland booze. I can't believe they oh. even have booze. They used to sell something in Iceland called Vodcat, like like vodka with a T on the end. And it uh, it was exactly half the price of a bottle of vodka. And so we'd always buy it when we were like teenagers. And then we discovered that it was also half the strength of a bottle of vodka. It was literally just vodka that had had like half a liter of water put in it. Oh, it's just yeah, Smirnoff awesome. that we watered down at the factory. Oh. Yeah. And then it becomes vodka. Yeah. That's I don't just, know if that's still available, but yeah, it was like a twenty percent proof vodka. Awesome stuff. Ha- Mana, yes. have you have you never been to have you never been to a music festival? Uh yeah, yeah, I've been. But because this might just be like Reading specific, to be fair. I've also what, the one I've been to is Reading, so far away. Okay, so first day of Reading, you go to Reading, Iceland, and you like get loads of beers. Oh, we never went to the Iceland. Yeah. Uh, we did go to supermarkets, but I think we went to the Tesco. Well, the the, the the thing about the the thing about the Iceland that they used—I don't know mm-hmm. if it's still there—but they used to have in the centre of Reading was that they knew that people would be like coming through in like huge numbers on the fe- on like the Thursday of the Reading mm. Festival, so they didn't want to spend their time taking stuff out of trolleys and putting it back in. So they just mm. guessed by eye. And if you were a canny stacker, you could you could mm. just steal so much. Oh, fuck yeah. Because they yeah. weren't checking. They were just looking at your basket Stipe and like giving it. it a kind of guesstimate. So that's, that's why so you all, that's why you always went to the Iceland. You didn't go to, you didn't you didn't waste your time with the other shops. I mean, that's really good. And then the only other move I've heard that's even better than this is something that I saw at the Finsbury Park Tesco's right before the Finsbury Park mm-hmm. Weird Festival they would do every year, which was oh, yeah. um, uh, two girls walked in and started yelling at a security guard and a guy just ran in, grabbed four bottles off the shelf. Yo, 
we got it, Donna! And then just ran into the park. And I've always respected that guy the most. It's just everyone else has <laughs> elaborate plans. How are we going to steal booze? This guy just ran in. Two girls. It was a distraction. Four big bottles. Then I yelled feel like her yelling, we we got it donna sort of makes you legally an accessory in a way where <laughs> if he'd have just run out with the bottles you could be like no i don't know who that guy is i also wouldn't have connected the two you know what i mean because it's also yeah, like yeah, let's yeah. not be rude it's london in the daytime why are those two people fighting in the grocery store it's daytime what do you what i, uh, I yeah, told you of course they are yeah um, why wouldn't they be completely now we're speaking of london let's just fucking cut to the chase i want to talk about banya so badly yeah yeah <laughs> oh, i do so. have one last observation about about iceland and, mm. then we can, and then we can and then we can talk banya then we can like move on to banya chat there there is a completely like kind of one hit wonder song from the mid 90s about the supermarket iceland which is a kind is of it by bjork it is not it is by they're called it'll come it'll, it'll, it'll come to me it's like a kind of it's like a kind of mid 90s indie pop banger and they never did anything else other than a song called mum's gone to iceland and it's a okay. and it's a belter that's why mums go to iceland yeah it was a it was a riff off the advert you will be astonished to hear yeah of course classic i used to have a bit about that's why mums go to iceland when I, like very early stand-up days when i was like 20 um, you're such a banya yeah. Let me ask you this question. Great segue into the Banya chat. Was the <laughs> your mom goes to Iceland? Was that their like catchphrase in the nineties? Like they're very like new new labor nineties mm. Britain. Everything's very boxy. The color red is mm. very bright. Everything's still wet. I think it might still be their advertising slogan. You know, well, that's the why moms was, go to Iceland. Not a chance. Yeah. Is hey, that, that sounds not, like moms are going chance. to get fucked at Iceland? Can I? Just, am I not the only <laughs> one where it's like that's where your mom goes to Iceland to get cum in her? Like, like it what kind of not, slogan is I, that? All right, John. It's not. That's why your mom goes to Iceland. <laughs> yeah, like your mom specifically. <laughs> that's like, why it's your mom specifically. That's how it sounds. Like it literally sounds. That's, that's why, why your, your mom goes to your Iceland. Your mother right? goes to Iceland. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, that's why moms go to Iceland. Yeah. Milo, there's not a chance that an advert in Big 2023 is going to suggest that that the Phoebe, I totally hear what you're saying, but I just want you to slow down saying the phrase by a half measure, and you'll totally get my point. Mm. That's why. That's why moms go to Iceland. No, it's right still there, not, yeah. I'm still you're not like, getting yeah, it. <laughs> Them mums getting dirty. Huh? <laughs> the, hey, the, food getting might, the food might be frozen, but let me tell you, there's passion in the aisles, baby. Not in not in Iceland, um, though. They're oh. they're very they're very depressing places to be. They they have changed it, but I'm not I'm not sure when they changed it. However, the um oh here we go. Iceland brings back classic. That's why mums go to strap. That's that's a 2014 article in the Grocer. So it was around at least in 2014. Um, but like but just yeah, like the, now they're just <clears throat> they're just not gonna be suggesting the, that the mum of the family is in charge of the supermarket yeah. shop it's just it's just impossible well they've yeah, been the, you know it's frozen slogans because they keep of longer um well the, the the kernel of the bit was that if you're saying that's why mums go to iceland it makes it sound like you're trying to get mums to go to iceland but that can't be the case because the slogan implies the mums are already there so the question is, who are you trying to lure to Iceland using the mums as bait? Milo. Um, yeah. yeah. It, and then I, only years <laughs> later was I to realize me. Yeah. Um, it was before I became a connoisseur of the MILF. But now I know. Now I know. Well, I've always been bound to Iceland by fate. Right. Kenny Banya. 
Okay, so Kenny Banya, oh, is the best character in all of Seinfeld. It is. He's just. Jonas just put on some OnlyFans sunglasses. Yeah, you like my only, I, did a set, I did a set for OnlyFans, and they gave me OnlyFans glasses, and now I love mm. them so much. It's the best to wear in public because you can yeah. really see people notice them. You are just I, a watch. I thought you had a new social media to plug. Uh, well, in a way, I do. Um, but mm. uh, so Kenny Banya is just an annoying ass comedian, this, and they Jerry has captured perfectly the vibe of stand-up is this weird thing where you have to be colleagues but also pretend like everyone is someone you're sharing a dorm floor with in university yeah yeah like it's very odd Mm. vibe oh and kenny's just annoying they're just annoying people milo and i are both truth tellers when it comes to stand-up so some people hate our guts and a couple of the banyas out there not not fans of the edwards or the hastings Oh no, I can't do it. I can't be friends with people who are shit or people who are annoying, and often people are both. See, I can be totally friends with someone that's bad at comedy. I cannot be friends with someone that's annoying. Like, that's my... Yeah. Like, if you've made it this far and we're friends and you're still bad at comedy, you have to have some sort of talent, but just mm. annoying? Fuck off. Stop. Like... Yeah. Actually, that's true. I can I can be with friends with someone who's bad who sort of knows that they're bad. I can't be friends with someone who's bad and is deluded. That's oh. the I think that is the problem. I used to host late and live, and that was like that was like you know the the, the in like uh, one of the Hitchhiker's Guides to the Galaxy. Mm. There's like a machine that tells you how insignificant you are in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, late and live to those delusional people was that equivalent in comedy. And it was so crazy watching them realize that they actually don't know how to do what they're doing. Like, there's one person in particular that if this chat doesn't appear on the recording, I will pop in the name so you can know who I'm speaking about. (laughs) Because it makes it so much better who they are and based off of how they have Mm. their career. Is this correct? This won't appear. You guys can see this because I just don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see this. So that person, I watched them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you look? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not even an allegedly good comedian. Everyone no, no, knows no, no, that no, this no. comedian okay. is bad. Yeah. Like, not you can't even hate watch the content because you're just like, this is why are people there? Like, it was crazy, and it was like I saw a person make a decision not to grow because <laughs> it went so badly, and it was so clear that they were skating off of other efforts and the only reason they have gotten (laughs) where they're going is because of other people's lives and they could have Mm. in that moment hired a writer figured out how to turn genuinely okay performance chops into something and then you could i could see them just go no these people are wrong and i was like yeah would you would you would you like to know something quite funny yes Mm -hmm. word on the street is that they do have a writer Oh, of course they do. I could, I could, I probably guess <laughs> who it was. Who They're- have they hired that's still producing that? I have no idea. Actually, no. You know what? I used to work in comedy writing. I've got several ideas. Yeah, I. So I live in the UK. <laughs> I've got several I can guess. ideas of who that fucking is. <laughs> oh, I guarantee. Yeah, I get. I there's there's. I even could do this. I guarantee we. I could probably figure out who it used to be and now who it is now because the first person was like, "Life's too fucking short. I'm getting the fuck out of here." <laughs> Yeah, it's Larry Charles now, weirdly. Sidebar, you know Larry Charles and Larry David had a falling out? I couldn't believe it. Oh, oh, that's that's, that's sad. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. It's really heartbreaking, right? Because you're like, no, I just, I work for Larry Charles. Let me continue to live in my my world. I know. Not the two Larrys. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. 
Larry so, Charles is like a no no avatar Twitter profile in my head. No idea what he looks like. Know who he is? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, he looks. Uh, the, um, Larry Charles looks like how if Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore merged into one man is how he looks. And yeah, I don't know what either of those two men look like either. What so are you talking? You don't know what Neil Gaiman or Alan Moore look like, sir? You host a left wing podcast. I assume you did. You not take mm. the quiz. <laughs> oh, okay, Larry. Yeah, Larry Charles. What a, he looks. He looks a lot more um, like a kind of like aging motorcyclist than I was expecting. Yeah, it's a real. That's a real vibe of L.A. writers. There was a real a lot of dudes that would have been goths, but they grew up in the seventies, so they just look like mm. this now. That's what Larry Charles kind of is. Wow. Uh, but to return to Kenny Banya, Kenny Banya doesn't and look I, like Neil Gaiman. No, Neil Gaiman look, and Alan Moore. If they merge into one like, person, he looks like Alan Moore. I'll, I'll grant you that. Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman merge into one person, though. I can't, I'm not. I'm not seeing the Gaiman. Interesting. It's because I'm of the, not seeing like, the Gaiman. Of, I'm not seeing it. It's a bit more of the the the. He's a bit more sort of stayed in that way that you know, like you know how like Neil Gaiman kind of kind of, kind of, kind of comes across like preposterous, like he's just kind of like, oh, I don't know if you just noticed, I just made this teacup out of bone. And you're just like that. Larry Charles kind of has that too. Al- Alan yeah. Alan Moore looks like Alistair Beckett King after a fucking rough decade. Hey, I say that Al- Alistair Beckett King looks like Alan Moore after a good decade. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. The final thing I'll say about that comedian who we're not who we're not naming, mm. and like I like I should have a lot of sympathy for this, but. We should yeah. probably beat that hole out because yeah. it's I was gonna say, incredibly if wanna, obvious now. <laughs> if you want to give no, away I think who it we're seems talking. obvious to you, but I don't think it. Oh, oh. I, whatever. Like, it's also yeah. that thing of like, if this person comes up to me and was like, I heard you're talking trash on a Seinfeld podcast. I'll, guess who's going to really get it with both barrels? Because what's nice about that situation is not much of a lag to stand on from their perspective. Like, how dare you say those things? How dare I say some things? Now we definitely need to delete that. That really points out who it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll fade in me. some girl from Ipanema there. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that I think that's why. Milo, is this a bonus? I can't remember. And it's a free one. Okay, then it definitely needs to come out. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, but fine, but, but yeah. we gotta leave in this part where we're really enjoying how close yeah. we've oh, come to oh, revealing. I always it. do. I oh. always do. It's I bleep only- out as little as, as is possible to get away with while still making it unintelligible to the listener. Have you ever texted someone listening to a podcast going, I need to know that name? Have you done it? I've done it. I've done it a multitude of times. I've, and ne- I love I've it. never I've never done it. I have received multiple of these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people do messages. it to me a lot. You yeah, but I've, I've, never, friend, I've never done it. If they're if a friend, I'm letting them If they're a friend and I remember... But I've n- I don't think I've ever heard anything juicy enough to be like, who oh God? Who are you talking about? I've n- I don't think I've ever been like that kind of that kind of peaked and intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it can be. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's always good to get the goss. But then again, I, I always only enjoy it when you're listening history, to someone so. and you know who they're talking about. That's mm, always the most fun yeah. when you don't need to ask. Yeah, that is always fun. I had to yeah. once text someone because they they were. They were telling a story incorrectly and leaving mm. out some details, including that I was there and they were not. And that was a weird moment on a podcast of listening, being like, I, I know how this goes. That was me. <laughs> that wasn't that guy. I had to be like, that was, I was there. <laughs> so awesome. Weird. Wow. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so basically, yeah, Kenny Banya, uh, Jenny, Jerry feels like Kenny Banya is riding his coattails because, you know, Jerry, he's up there, he's doing, he's doing his stuff. And then Kenny Banya comes onto a warm room and, and, you know, spoon feeds them is, is lukewarm diarrhea as, as a wise man would once say. And, uh, and he gets away with it. And Jerry's like, this guy should try going first. I, uh, I always use this as a lesson when I'm preparing for the Edinburgh festival of, Mm. if you're doing Edinburgh previews, you want to see how good your show is always go first because that's so mm. much harder because the audience has no idea what they're in for because no one educates an audience into what the fucking Enbra preview is, which is where you run your Enbra show for an hour and people mm. pay a reduced fee because it's a work in progress. But if you go second, their crowd is always super warmed up and up for anything. So you get mm. a real... Um, well, it depends who goes first. The really de- uh, No, I mean, it doesn't you actually. You should try and follow nameless comedian for an hour. <laughs> oh, listen, uh, you, you want to fucking do this? The amount of fucking Dutaruskis you can follow. But following British comedians are so easy, especially for an Edinburgh preview, because up until about 2017, we all were kind of forced to have some sort of fucking narrative in it or our agents would not, like, were unrelenting. But, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So it was just one of those things where it's all, it was always pretty easy because it was like, yeah, just do three bits after someone just like, and then my dad lived. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, to your point, sometimes it can be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it has like a kind of sim- similar effect to having, to like performing it. Like, not a kind, not like... Not like a kind of niche comedy night, but more like more like the sort of night where the audience is very, very self-selecting and they yeah. want everyone to do well. Oh yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of people if you have a lot of people in the crowd with the word comedy fan in their Twitter bio, you know what I'm saying? That's oh. a real vibe. Can we just reanalyze Milo's amazing lineup and it turned out my dad has ADHD? That <laughs> is exact that is exactly how every like you just want to, I just want to stand up and go, I fell for this trap too. do bits, like just write funny bits in an order, do them in the order that is funniest. And that's it. Stop. And then my cat got hemophilia. I hate it when that happens. I know. And yet still keeps coming. Yeah. So uh, any male cats it? though. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good call back Milo. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Um, what is the- so yeah. Here's my question. Sorry. Do you think that Jerry is referencing a comedian? Because what he decides to do is throw a set mm. uh, where he's yeah. in front of Banya and he reveals he's wearing shitty ass. Um, um, yeah, like braces, like rainbow colored braces. Yeah, he's wearing rainbow colored suspenders. And mm. I think he's making fun of a specific comedian that none of us know. I think that that's a specific open micer from Catch a Rising yeah. Star or. Or it's specific- that's a dangerous tea of New York in the seventies. The dangerous tea of New York in the seventies, exactly. Or get out of this. I think he's specifically making fun of Gallagher because Jerry Seinfeld, till the day Mitzi Shore, the owner of the comedy store, died, hated Jerry Seinfeld. Said that you will never be famous, and apparently Jerry Seinfeld would sit outside her house in a Porsche and go, "What do you think of me now, Mitzi?" Like, <laughs> and Gallagher was her favorite act in the eighties. So I think oh, wow. he's specifically throwing shade at Gallagher. That's my, that he's he did wear braces, didn't he Gallagher? He yeah. Did. When he wasn't hitting a, hitting a melon with a hammer. And he also specifically did the holding them out like a bank tycoon maneuver. So I, je- uh, I think, yeah, I think big Jerry's throwing shade on Gallagher. No last name. And, and fair play. Of course. Fair play. Yeah, I don't. I don't care for a prop comedian. I like some. 
like some like technically stuff like that. There was a while Ben Tarje was identifying as a prop comedian, so I had to like prop comedians. But then like, identifying as a prop comedian. Yeah, he would he would keep t- he kept telling. I wasn't was a- born with these props, but I have adopted them. He, correct, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, I have evolved into this. Yeah, he kept telling people he was a prop mm. comedian, so I had to be like, well, all right, then I guess I like prop comedy, and now he's evolved into something else. So he's like, I like whatever that mm. is. But yeah, yeah. All, all here's the problem is. All comedy can be good comedy. There's just no good prop comics right now. You know what I mean? Wes Zaharek's mm. probably dead. Carrot Top has been eaten by a muscle man. Carrot Top's been eaten by a Well, I guess they do need protein. Certainly. I, um, yeah. Did you ever consider like a gimmick when you were starting stand-up? Phoebe, I assume you were stand-up. Am I incorrect? No, I'm not. Comedy writer that's why, Jason. That's why I'm not, that's why I'm not joining in yeah. this. Phoebe's this. As far as I'm concerned, this is a kind of, this is a kind of sort of specialist pervert discussion which certainly which I want no oh, wait, you were hang on mm. but you were work, you worked in comedy writing in I the uk in, yeah i worked in comedy writing but I, all right well I, that's I, even I grosser that means that means you associated with the ones that have either made it tv or just the ones that can't tour anymore you know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> um this is a free episode so i can't say more about this but you're, 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 you're getting warm yeah no i know yeah. i listen i lived there for six years i know all these people i know how it works you know what i mean there's just walk into those weird off-white rooms in the BBC building. Just a lot of tea breath. Um, so, yeah. I so- got into an email yesterday that I'd been locked out of for, like, nearly two years. And I discovered an email from over a year ago inviting me to write on a well-known British topical current affairs comedy show. <gasps> would you have any news for anyone if you were working there? Or would you be quizzing mm. them about the news? Or would you have a well- clue? Look, there would be some news involved. Uh, we can say that. I, re- I replied to this email and discovered that they got a bounce back saying that the person no longer works there. And I'm like, this is the most my career thing of all time to like have an email address I didn't know I had, get into it after two years and then discover there were also multiple other like offers of decent gigs and stuff in this email Fuck. inbox. Fuck. Oh, I'd I know. be fucking melting, mate. Yeah, it's not good. But, That's you know, that is th- those probably all went to my Kenny Banya. Whoever that I'm is. sure they did. Do you know who, do you have a Kenny Banya? Do you have a guy that's all, I don't have one, which is very nice. Mm. I'm there's no other six foot four theater students running running around that know a lot about punk rock, pro wrestling, and the human experience. Yeah. Okay. So do you do you think the taxonomy of the Kenny Banya is that he's similar enough to Jerry that he's seen as a kind of like a copycat? Absolutely, because this would have been a time, and this is something that we didn't really experience mm. um because we we're sort of out of it, but there was a time where every comedian was just doing Jerry. You know what I mean? Like in that Mm. everyone was just an observational comedian. Like Sam Kinison was a revelation because he yelled. You have to like that, which sounds crazy, but like so much of standup was so rudimentary and like Mm. you wear a lavender suit and you discuss jokes Mm. and then you get out. Like there was so much less freedom in it so that Jerry would be reacting to the fact that, yeah, you literally could have four guys who would all be in suits with the like the sleeves rolled up like this in this weird way, just all mm. sort of like I got a girlfriend and uh, the things I'm about to say about her are inappropriate. Looking back, you know what I mean? Like they were all that sort of vibe. So I think you've 100 percent nailed it. Mm. Like, can okay. you imagine what the first guy who thought about writing a show about his anxiety thought? Like, can you imagine like? Well, he was pretty worried being, about like, how it being, was going to turn out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like being that guy, like yeah, but like after, like after he got over the anxiety about the about the show, when he realised that he had invented a 
not just not just a new genre, but the only acceptable genre going forward. Oh my God. Yeah. He must've mm. just fucking put it like, I just, I wonder if, cause Sean yeah. Hughes was the guy that introduced narrative to Edinburgh festival shows in the UK and he's now dead, but I assume he would look at the sky every once in a while and just go because of me, you people made shows you. where You're they just sent fucking banya. <laughs> yeah. They all banyed me. Oh my God. Yeah. To Sean yeah. Hughes, we're all his banya. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he God, created cool. the fucking Steve Renazizi nine eleven hour where he just spent an hour going, I said I'm sorry. And then as an Edinburgh Festival audience going, we're not even mad. We don't know who you are. Oh, my God. That is such a niche, amazing reference. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> also, that guy, I kept seeing him around the festival. And mm. it was, um, he looked like, you know, in Arrested Development in the first three seasons when George Michael's really sad and they play the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, his head is down and he's yeah. walking around. Yeah, he that's what he looked like just walking around the whole Edinburgh Festival. And like, so, like in America, they know me as a liar, and here they just don't know me at all. And it's like, yeah, man, yeah. that's what happens that when you is, lie yeah. about that's a real bummer. <laughs> yeah, mm. being in 9 11 for 12 mm. years, you lied about yeah. it for 12 full years. Yeah, he said he was the 20th hijacker, it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, there were some holes. Yeah, the one who slept yeah, through yeah, his yeah. alarm. I think. <laughs> I alarm. think that the. I think that the Banya storylines. I think are uh, playing with the playing with the form, and acknowledging that Jerry is fundament is fundamentally an unreliable narrator. You are you you only see Banya and his hackness through Jerry's yeah. eyes. But every so often you're reminded that there is a world outside of Jerry's perceptions and outside of Jerry's brain where there are people who actually just like Banya and think that he's fine mm. and don't think that he's a hack at all. And it's just the kind of the skewed jaundice perspective of Jerry that encourages you to see Banya as, as a hack. But then every so often you're reminded that there isn't that there is a whole world of perception out there. Which we are not, mm. which we are not party to, because we're only seeing things through the eyes of Jerry. Yeah, yeah I hear what you're saying, and I like what you're saying. But I'm going to say to you what I say to people when they go, "You just don't, you don't have to like every comedian." Yes, I do. And yeah, if no, I yes, think I a comedian <laughs> is bad, they're bad. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. That's oh, yeah. also com- that's also completely correct. The two things yeah, yeah, can. Yeah. The t- I, I want. Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to hold space for these two apparently mm. contradictory truths. I, one is which, if I don't think it's funny, then it's not funny. And the other is we still might not be getting the complete picture of what Banya mm. is like as a comedian. So circling back on this to whether or not I have a Banya, there are so many comedians I despise and whose success I greatly resent because I think they are shit. However, I don't have a Banya because no no one can do me. No one has no one has the perverse mind. Like I've never mm. seen anyone even. No one's even attempted it. I don't think. But also, why would they attempt it? Because the only people who like it are certain kinds of audiences and other comics. And uh, everyone, every industry person hates it. <laughs> like they loathe it so much. Yeah, it's yeah. the thing of the, the thing you realize is to get a banya, you also have to have a act marketable enough that it could hold two people doing it at the same time. I totally know what you mean. I am a yeah. similar situation where it's like... Mine can't hold one person doing it. Yeah, exactly. Why is no one ripping off John? Well, it's not successful enough to sustain him. So I don't really <laughs> see what people are like. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go take his gear. Yeah, no, you're so right. Mm. But I do love the capturing of the pettiness of stand-up that it 
really does. Oh, yeah. And mm. also, this is one of the last times that Jerry acknowledges that he's a comedian for the rest of the show because he, he stops doing stand-up because he has to run the whole show because Larry uh, is gone. So you, we lose the stand-up inst- interstitials post-season seven. Yeah. 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 They've been gone for a little while, which little I miss while. them. Much missed. Much missed. I miss them, too. I love them. Gone, I always, but, gone I, but not forgotten. I always just liked the look of the club that he was in. That's always what I think comedy clubs should look like. Just this weird mm. space. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. So uh, the conclusion of the Banya storyline is, yeah, he goes out, he throws the set, and then uh, it, Cra- Newman chases Kramer through the room as Banya is doing his hack set because he's trying to eat him. And uh, the NBC execs in attendance think this is some kind of genius avant-garde move and offer uh, uh, Banya a pilot, which is... Which they were going to offer to Jerry. He thinks that he's back in the game on the pilot front and then it gets offered to Banya. The most Edinburgh Festival ass incident. I think the the reason that you don't have a Banya, Milo, is because Mm. you're sup, is because like socially when it comes to comedy, you are such a closed shop. You are not letting anyone, you're not even, you're not like, not even like the kind of slightest bit of, of kind of extraneous kindness to somebody who that you who you think is who you think is a hack or you find annoying. Phoebe, you're and, so right. The only reason that I'm on this podcast is Milo realized we hate the same people. Like as soon as he, <laughs> that's adorable. This is true. We really bonded on that's a long adorable. walk back from you're, the stand. Like you, Absolutely you two, Larry David, you're Larry David. You're all cats. Um, it's mm. very, it's 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 a, it's an adorable it's an adorable scene. But I think this is you're genuinely true. Think- when I'm in a comedy green room and people are all talking about who they love in comedy or stuff they love doing or clubs that they love nothing puts me off more i'm like who are you fucking kidding yeah you don't first of all we know the places that are fun to play we don't need to I'd be like do you like chocolate i love chocolate yeah everyone fucking loves chocolate who the fuck's being like too tasty like what the fuck are you talking mm. yeah let's get into the fucking nitty-gritty especially at the edinburgh festival people are were asked like that's a hard like that festival is hard and the last two years were the hardest and that people were being positive suck my ass yeah <laughs> fuck it fuck those people but i th- i think that i think that the implication is is that there is uh, there is a point probably like maybe even like a decade ago that jerry has made the error of letting banya in for a second mm. and now mm-hmm. he's stuck with banya He's taken in Australia. Now he is stuck with Banya. And Milo has never, to my knowledge, done this. So, so that's why I, he doesn't have a Banya. I think you're totally correct. I would also say that what I think this friendship, if I had to presuppose, is Banya and Jerry were close in open mics. Jerry has moved on to have a bit of more of a richer on-the-road career. Banya might have had a day job a little bit longer, struggling, but stays in New York. That's like like me presupposing what's going on in that dynamic of that relationship. Because I have some people that I started open mics with, and it's like, how the fuck are the two of you friends? And it's like, we spent a lot of time late at night near dumpsters. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, the absolute classic. Yeah, I would say I have I have the accidentally taken in a stray dynamic uh, socially because I'm very polite, but this never happens to me in comedy because I'm out of there. I like the gig is over. I am gone. My set is over. I am gone. It's not my set yet. I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the best. It's, it's so Is good. that good for my career? Absolutely not. It's, it's not terrible bad for, for it. my career. I do not buy into that whole networking you need to be places. I've seen people get things because they've networked. And guess what happens? Two things. They only get so far because all they're good at is networking. And two, they have pissed off 
so many people that by the time they get to a place where they need other people to get them over the line, they've alienated those people and they get fucked over. And it happens every time. And it is mucho satisfying. We love to see it. Um, so we should at this point, we just have to cover Elaine's plot line where not a lot happens, but it is fun. Her and David Puddy have gone to, I believe, Oslo on holiday. They've gone um, They've gone on a little tour of Europe, and but it's just they're coming hmm. back from Oslo. Yeah. I, and so we get David Puddy. Oh, I'm it. looking at the change in my hand here. So I'm, I'm Joe from Family Guy. I'm so excited to see David Putty again. Bad news about mm. David Putty, guys. The actor, oh. he's a bit Trumpy. Is he? Oh. Yeah. I don't Make care. I, you know what? I don't again. care. I, oh. like, I, I've given up, I completely I've given up caring what, what famous people think about anything. No, no, no. But I, well, I bring this up because you go like, oh, and then it actually makes the David Putty character even better because he yeah. would be <laughs> like, uh, I'm a Trump guy. I like him. You know, just, I'm a straight talker. I'm a straight talker. It, it, it just, it just, it just seems like he just seems okay. I like him. I like that. Yeah, I like straight that guy. up. He's, he's a New right. York guy. Yeah. It isn't it also the really fun to do David Putty justifying mm. the behaviors of the far right. Listen, the, oh. the Proud Boys—they're just being their security for Patriot Prayer. So what if they're uh, they all believe that the KKK was right? People get into stuff. I love it. I also think David Putty, best of all Elaine's boyfriends, and I'm including oh, Jerry. I, it, Absolutely, like like far and away. <laughs> the OnlyFans oh. sunglasses went back on. They're going for that back one. on. They got it. Oh, the OnlyFans sunglasses are going back on for the David Putty revelation. Um, I also oh. looked up why that this scene is like this because Elaine doesn't interact with anyone else, and I was confused. She's on maternity leave, is why she was. Uh, yeah. And also, by the way, the uh. subplot for this season or the last season, pardon me, when she was pregnant um, with her son was Elaine gets really fat. And then they didn't do that because Jerry pitched that to her. And then uh, Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus cried for a full day. And so uh, they were like, okay, yeah, we won't do a season where you just get really fat. Mm-hmm. The, fir- the first season that, she is, uh, that, that she's like kind of obviously pregnant, as soon as you notice it, she has like a huge bag that she just takes everywhere with her. And as oh, soon as you notice it, also, you can't like, unsee it. There's seasons where she's only ever shot completely. And she's shot like constantly stood up behind a counter wearing the weirdest onesie clothing. Oh, it's fascinating. Love yeah. that they did it. I'm so happy that they're like, no, Elaine's not pregnant. Fuck you. <laughs> no, we are not writing this in. How dare you? I love it. I think that that was the correct thing to do. I think <laughs> yeah, I love Frasier even more than Seinfeld, but Roz having a child was so unnecessary to the plot of that show. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, 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 well. Here we are at the conclusion of yet another. Oh, and George gets caught because uh, he because he bashes his rascal into an old man's rascal. A chase ensues. George runs out of battery and he's forced to pick it up and start running with it, at which point his boss catches him. Of course, which leads to, in my opinion, the best George job because you get George, Jerry apartment George at work. Best type of George. Sorry for interrupting you, Phoebe. I will go throw myself into a river. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It, it's fine. That was a very, that was a very graceful apology, and it's uh, it's, it's it's fully accepted. No, I mean, it's just I re- like I, a Dutch I, assassin. I I, re- I really like the Elaine and Putty's Putty storyline because Costanza says like, oh god, like a month in Europe with with Elaine, that guy's coming home in a body bag, and it's about them getting back together and breaking mm. up on this extremely long flight because she is just fucking, she's sick of him. She is sick of him like commenting on, on the, the coin with the hole in the middle that they have in, that they have in Norway. Mm. Um, It's good because you can carry him on a stick. And I have a lot of, I have a lot of sympathy with this because 
uh, one of my uh, one of my less salubrious exes got got really into being a kind of foreigner abroad whenever we were on holiday and Ugh. he would like and he would be there with this fucking little palm full of coins kind of sort of you know kind of fussily kind of counting them out and like mm. arguing with taxi drivers because he thought he was being really slick and like er- and you could t- and every single time he did it you could see them getting more annoyed and quoting him more money you could see them doing it you could fucking see them doing it so mm. i had a lot of sympathy for elaine and also I have a lot of sympathy when she when she can't when she can't stand the idea that he's just going to sit there for the flight and not and not do anything. That that would stress I, me out beyond all measure. I think it's the funniest thing. I have now discovered that I have friends that quote unquote this is now a TikTok trend. Do you raw dog on planes is what it's called? And yeah. I I hate it. I literally think if you are there is a video on TikTok of a woman's on a 9-hour flight and she just stares at the back of her seat. The police should have been waiting for the plane on the other side. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they should be opening some like cold cold serial killer cases. I don't even and think they're pinning they need- them on her. Just put her in jail. Why? Mm. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll find out why we were right later. Yeah, she may not have killed yet, but she certainly will. Yeah. Oh. And and, and she was thinking about it on that 9-hour flight. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that that is danger. You don't want to be raw dogging the plane, but what you do want to be do is th- what you do want to be doing is thanking John Hastings oh. very much for joining us. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I uh, was sleep deprived and I feel like I talked over everyone, but luckily I'm the banya of this podcast, so <laughs> it's I will face no consequences. Thank you for joining us. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug to the loyal hogs of this show? I have a uh, podcast where we supposedly talk about internet history, but mostly it's just me and my friend talking about our lives called John and Dylan Online. Please check that out. I'm posting mm. online comedy clips every day on Instagram and YouTube, so check those out. And Every uh, day. Good God. Show. What was that, Milo? Were you saying I said that? every day. Good God. Yeah, that's I, well, I mean, let's be totally honest. I'm, of course paying someone to do that because social media is a sewer and if you're a comedian listening Mm. to this do that pay someone to do your social media it's so much better social media is all fake go out in the real world hug a tree kiss a lady or a man consensually Mm. yeah well there you go that's that's the john hastings recommend kiss a lady or a man consensually kiss a lady or a man consensually also by a briefly a folk hit i sang that was very popular in a little country you might know as holland callback mm, there we go there we go yeah it's sung, sung by william the silent um, <laughs> um and, can i just ask one question for you what yeah. is your hoodie because i've been trying to figure out is it a black oh, metal hoodie or is it a uh, no, it's a it's a, uh, it's a boy genius hoodie yes very good mm. they just say i really enjoy that boy genius has replaced father john misty and I, it's just it's the evolution i i needed to take place and i'm really pleased with it Mm. <laughs> I still, I still, I still like, I still like FGM. I've got sure. a lot of time for him. We all still like. <laughs> I thought Father you said Jones. FGM for a minute. Yeah. If I did, it was big, big not fan. <laughs> just, just putting a political marker down now. Huge fan of FGM. That had better not um, fucking show up in the, the fuck, in the, the promo. Like, what the fuck is FGM again? I, I, uh, uh, FGM is female genital mutilation. That's right. I was um, like, why is this yeah. making me like? <laughs> and not and, and not not Father John Misty. Who yeah, exactly. No, no. Who, whose views on it are unknown? But he's my two presumably anti. Things, my two favorite things, and they're kind of ironic, are uh, female genital mutilation and boy genius. Weird, right? Weird. <laughs> not together. Not, not together. together. No, 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 no. Mm. Not together. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Right, well, and if you're listening to this, this has been a free one. We have a Patreon. You can sign up to it. It's $3 a month for the regular bonus content. It's $5 a month. You get the Discord and you get the Movie Corner episode once a month, where this month's is going to be about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That was a fun episode that we did with Jackson from um, Sounds Pants Radio. And also, uh, we have a $10 tier where you get the What's the Deal miniseries. If you want to hear a version of this show which has even less of a format, oh boy, will it only cost you $10 a month. Um, so thank you very much for listening and we will see you all very soon bye bye bye